0: Give it up for these guys. They're awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, good. How many of us love O Holy Night? Anybody out there? It's one of my favorite songs, I think, uh, favorite Christmas carols. If we can sing something around Christmas, I want to sing that song, Oh Holy Night. I got to thinking about it. You know what? That's exactly the song that we just read, pretty much what we just read in Luke chapter 2. That this holy night took place where, guess what? I want you to know that the Savior Jesus was born. And so, I, again, I want you to tap your neighbor. And if you're an introvert tonight, you're going to have to get out of that for a few minutes. So I'm going to keep having you tap your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. He is here. Go ahead. Just let him know, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, he is here. Good, good, good. I, I like that because I want us to know. There's just something about an appearance, right? There's just something about somebody showing up. I remember. Uh, any any parents in the room tonight? Come on, wave, baby. If that's you, right now it's date night with your kids back in the back. Come on, somebody, right? And I got to thinking about it. I remember when our first daughter was born. I remember when Conley was born. She is 10 now, but she was born on Halloween night. Come on, how many of y'all know how ironic that is that a pastor's kid is born on Halloween night, right? But she was, I remember the time that was I was nervous and I remember zipping up my coat literally to my throat because I was freaking out, all right? And I wasn't even having a baby. You know, I was just in the room and I was just thinking, okay, I'm I'm freaking out. I don't even know what's going on. I may need to sit down, I might pass out. That ain't good because Allie's the one doing all the work, you know. So I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh my goodness, okay, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, all the family's out in the lobby, and okay, uh, finally what happened is Allie had a couple days where she was struggling with 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 having Conley, and finally she She's here. And I remember going out into the lobby and thinking to everybody and saying to everybody, hey, y'all, I got to tell you something. Conley here. You know what I'm talking about. Any parents in the room know what that was feeling was like when you walked out for the first time and you let all your family know that guess what? That baby was born. That baby girl was here. And I remember when our son was born. I remember when our twin girls were born. And I think about that. There's just something about an arrival, right? There's just something about that baby making an appearance. And I got to thinking about that again in this season that we're in of Christmas. A lot of times, depending on your background where you grew up or maybe even the denomination that you grew up in. Maybe you've been kind of having a tradition of this thing called Advent. Anybody ever heard of Advent before? Right, you've heard of that. Maybe you've gotten a calendar. Maybe you've decorated for it. Maybe you've done candles for it or whatever it might be. Well, I want to let you know that Advent actually means, to, and I want you to write this down because I think note takers or history makers write this down. Advent actually means to arrive, to make an appearance. I want you to see that, that literally leading up to the four weeks before Christmas, there is this season we are anticipating the celebration of an arrival. That we're, we're, we're anticipating the arrival, the appearance of Jesus. And again, as we've looked over the last couple of weeks, what I want you to know is that there's been these magi, these wise men that brought Jesus these gifts, and ultimately what we looked at was the fact that Jesus was born on mission, and that mission was that he would die, that he would give his life for us. We talked about it last week. It's a really churchy, wild word, but it's substitutionary atonement. Come on, somebody. We went straight to theology school last week. We talked about substitutionary atonement. You know what that means. Really simple. We'll break it down a little bit. It means to take our place and pay for something that you and I could never pay for. And what I want you to understand is that is exactly what Jesus did. That he came and he laid down his life to redeem mankind, to make us right with God, to be the Savior of the world and the most important person to ever live. Come on, if we believe that about Jesus, can we give him five seconds of some praise on a Friday night? I believe that. I believe that. I want you to know. I want you to see that. I want you to feel the gravity of this mission that Jesus was coming to do what he was going to do. And what I want you to get is this, with this mission in mind, I want you to think about just for a second, if you were to arrive, like if you were to be the person that's coming to on mission to to literally save the world, I want you to think about how would you arrive? All right, can we do that for a second? Everybody okay? Everybody alive right now? I know it's 7.56 at night. Come on. We're about to be in bed in about 30 minutes. Come on, right? Everybody okay? Like, can we talk about it really quick together? Like, this idea of uh, if if I were to arrive to be the Savior of the universe, I would never arrive. And I'm going to give you a couple things I think we can talk about tonight. Everybody okay with that? All right, good. We're going to write these down. You can kind of make a list down. I would never choose to arrive, first of all, as a baby. Come on, right? I ain't choosing that. Like, I'm not choosing to come to earth as a baby. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to come full grown. Come on, somebody, right? But we know the Bible tells us she wrapped it like, like, like th- it was time for her baby to be born. Listen to me. If I were Jesus, and I'm not, but if I had the choice and I'm on this rescue mission to save the world from their sins, I'm coming to earth full grown. I'm skipping puberty. Come on, somebody, right? I'm skipping teenage years, give me the beard and biceps, I'm feeling great, I'm coming in looking like the rock, come on somebody, right? That's my choice, I'm coming in full grown, but not Jesus, that's not what Jesus did, Jesus came as a baby, honestly, so he would know and feel everything that you and I have felt, and I like that about Jesus, but that's not how I would choose to arrive, I would never choose to arrive as a baby, here's the next thing I would never choose to arrive, we'll kind of just make a list together. And I'm building a case tonight. And I want you to see this. I'm building a case of the Savior that came for us, the, the reason why he did this. And we'll get to that in a second. But if I was him, I would never come as a baby. I would never come and, and be born in a manger. Right? That ain't going to be the first bed my head hits. Okay? Like the Bible says that she wrapped him, Mary wrapped him in snuggly and strips of cloth, laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Listen to me. Of all places for the Savior of the universe to be born. Listen, I'm just going to be honest. It should have at least been in a Holiday Inn Express. Come on, somebody. With a certa. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to be counting sheep as I'm asleep. Not counting sheep beside me. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing. I, I would never choose for it to be as a baby and in a manger but not Jesus he was born in a barn that was out back that was kind of the outcast like this all we got left placed in a long open box that was used to feed animals known as a manger there's probably some slobber still on that manger there's some stank there's some filth it's not up to code for hospitals right this is a what our savior chose to come but i would never choose to do that I, i would never choose to arrive To make my appearance as the Savior of the world, as a baby in a manger in the middle of a nowhere town. Right? That ain't how I'm choosing it. The Bible says that that the the Savior, yes, the Messiah, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Like, I want you to think about it for a second. If you couldn't point it out on a map, I don't want to be born there. Right? If I'm coming to save the world, if I'm I'm coming to save the entire world, I'm going to pick a prominent town. I'm going to pick a booming town. I'm going to pick one of the top ten fastest growing cities of the Middle East. Come on, somebody, right? Like I want where the population is growing. I want lots of places to eat. Like the, the it's busy. Like that's what I'm choosing. If I was coming with the same mission that Jesus, I'm picking New York City here nowadays or Miami or L.A. Somewhere there's a lot of people all over the place. So they would know that I would show up, but not in the middle of nowhere. But that's exactly what Jesus did. I want you to see that. Again, I I want to tell you I am not Jesus. I am not the Savior of the world at all. And I would not pick the way that Jesus came because I would not pick to come as a baby. I would never choose to arrive in a manger. I would never choose to be born in the middle of a nowhere town to a, next thing, a no-name family. Come on, how many of us know? Did anybody watch when, uh, uh, when the queen passed away? like the the service and the ceremony of england right anybody watching any that did you just happen to see that like the whole world was watching it seemed like that's the family i'm choosing come on somebody they got the network right the british network the bbn like i'm 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 literally like I, I, i'm i'm literally going to be on tv if i was choosing that but not jesus jesus chose this no-name family god chose this no-name family this young girl named mary this young girl named mary who as a teenage girl who found favor with God, according to the Bible, that the angel of the Lord showed up to Mary and said, Mary, you have found, I found favor with the Lord. And you're like, oh, cool. I love the favor of God. What could that mean? Oh, by the way, you're actually going to carry the Son of God. You're actually going to become pregnant. She's like, how? Right? Because I'm, I'm a virgin. How is that going to happen? And the Bible says that the the angel of the Lord encouraged her that, guess what? The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and you shall give birth, and you will become pregnant with the Son of God. And can you imagine for a second this teenage girl who's engaged to this guy named Joe, right? He was probably cute. Oh, Joe, they had all these plans together. Joe and Mary sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. They had all the plans going on, right? Can you imagine for a second this guy named Joseph? Just a carpenter, not an ideal job, not a lucrative career. And can you imagine for just a second, date night, where Mary decides to tell Joe what's going on? Can y'all imagine that? Come on, just imagine with me for a second. They're at Los Portales. Come on, somebody, all right? (laughs) Chips and queso, pechuga, hawaii, come on, rice, a little pineapple, a little chicken, okay, like, Imagine for just a second, this is going on, exciting times, Joe. This is so cute over there on the other side of the table, and I got some exciting news to tell you. And Oh, yeah, what is it, Mary? What is it, girl? Yeah, oh, well, I just got to tell you, I'm actually pregnant. And he'd be like, what? Right? How many of y'all know we'd be flipping some tables up in the middle of Los Portales, okay? And he's like, but how? Right? How did they, No, 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 no. And can you imagine the drama unfolding? I just imagine it like, anybody remember Jerry Springer? Anybody remember Mari? Y'all remember that show, Maury? Some of you daytime TV watchers remember Maury. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all remember that? After commercial break, we're going to find out who the real father is. Is it Joe or is it God, right? And then can you imagine Maury in his voice, Joe, you are not the father. Can you imagine for a second, like, this conversation taking place at Los Bratales? You couldn't imagine, right? It would just be one of those things that, oh, my goodness, like, the, no, 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 actually, I'm carrying the Son of God, Joseph, and can you imagine the rumors that begin to spread? Can you imagine this no-name family that God has chosen to send his son to not only be born through Mary, but also to be raised by this family? This is exactly who God chooses to raise Jesus, and I want you to see that, but I wouldn't have chose it that way. I wouldn't have chose to come as a baby. I wouldn't have chose it to be in a manger. I wouldn't have chosen it to be to a no-name family in a no-name town, and the very first people that I ever let know about it, the big advertisement of the beginning, would not be to a bunch of shepherds. So what I want you to see is that shepherds were not like a lucrative career. It was not ideal. It was not like, oh man, I can't wait to grow up and be a shepherd. No, it was the lowest of society. It was actually outcast. They spent their time more so around sheep than they did people. I want you to understand What's going on here when the first people to hear about this boy named Jesus that would be literally born in Bethlehem to be the Savior of the universe, God decides to show up to a bunch of sheep and shepherds first. I want you to see that in Scripture. That night, there were these shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, and suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Come on, somebody say, ah! Ah! Come on, I got to wake you up at night at 8.04 p.m. I'm getting y'all to update right now what time it is, okay? Some of y'all is already in bed on a Thursday night, right? But now it's Friday, okay? Just stay with me for a few more minutes, okay? Like, I want you to understand that they were terrified, but the angel reassured him, don't be afraid. Ever notice in the Bible, every time that you see an angel, like, literally people are hitting the ground? I think we got the wrong connotation of what an angel looks like. I think a lot of times we think they look like a fat Gerber baby. Come on, somebody, right? That's why I think we think an angel is. But guess what? That ain't what angels are in the Bible because every time one shows up, people hitting the ground. They're terrified. And watch what he says. I bring you good news That will be great joy to how many people? All people. All people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory, to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Again, I said it earlier, but you thought purpose. Church was loud and the lights was bright. I can imagine the countryside with one angel. They're freaking out. They're terrified. Not only that, but then thousands of other angels show up, armies of heaven coming and saying, glory to God in the highest. Talk about a party. This is a party that's happening. It's taking place. And I would just be honest, though, if I had to just evaluate Jesus' marketing move, This is not the best marketing move that Jesus would have to show up to a bunch of people who have no influence, who have no blue check mark on the backside of a mountain. If I were Jesus, coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, King of the world, I'm showing up to somebody rich, lots of money, resources, connections, somebody with a lot of soldiers, somebody in government that's got a lot of power. Why in the world? And I make all this case tonight to ask you and me. Why would God choose for his son to arrive on the scene as a baby, in a manger, in the middle of nowhere, to a no-name family, and the first announcement is to show up to a bunch of outcasts, lowest economic status in society, stinky, excuse me, stinky, like in King James Version, they would be the stinketh, okay, they would stinketh, okay. I want you to think about the broken, busted shepherds. Why would he choose to do that? And this is what I want you to write down. This is the crust of the entire message. We've been building, building, building. I would never do it this way. I thank God God that Jesus decided to do it this way. You know why he did it? I believe Jesus arrived in an unusual way, in an unusual area, to a group of unusual people. Why did he do that? To prove that he came for all people. And I want you to see something really quick. Just what the Bible tells us that, he, hey, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Somebody say all people. Because I think so many times we think, you know what, Jesus is just for the people that got it all together. Jesus is not just for the highfalutin in society, y'all. Jesus is not just for the rich. Jesus is not just for the people that have it all together. Jesus arrived in this way that He did, so that you and I, we could know that we could come to Jesus. If you're rich, you can come to Jesus. If you're broke, you can come to Jesus. If you're black, you can come to Jesus. If you're white, you can come to Jesus. If you're depressed, you can come to Jesus. If you're hurting, you can come to Jesus. If you're addicted, you can come to Jesus. If you have issues, you can come to Jesus. Come on, if you issues, have issues you can come to Jesus. You have a past, you can come to Jesus. You're broken, you can come to Jesus. You're busted, you can come to Jesus. You're disgusted, you can come to Jesus. You're suicidal, you can come to Jesus. You know, come from that most prominent family, guess what, you can come to Jesus. I don't even have a high school education. Yes, you can come to Jesus. And Jesus wanted these people to know And wants you and I to know in this Christmas season that he is here. And that he has arrived. He has made an appearance. He has shown up and is for everybody. If there's a bunch of everybody's in the room, why don't we clap our hands and give God a big shout of praise. That he came for us. That your God came for us. Come on, all across this room. Jump up on your feet right now jump up on your feet and you stay standing. You can stay standing, stay standing, stay standing. I'm going to land a plane on this. This is what I want you to know and I want you to see. Just stay standing for just a second. I think the common misconception that we can have at Christmas and not just around Christmas but even in our life in general around Jesus is that I got to clean myself up before I come to Jesus. I got to get it all right before I show up. I got to get myself in order before Jesus will ever accept me. And I want to tell you that that is a lie from the enemy. Because I love the Christmas story right here. The Bible says that when the angels had returned to heaven, y'all remember that angel party that they had glorifying God? They finally returned to heaven. The shepherds said to each other, Well, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Watch what the Bible says. They went to their house, they got a shower, they cleaned themselves up, they put on the fancy clothes. And then they went to Jesus. That's not what it says, is it? No, no, no. Come on, that's not what it says. Just so everybody knows, that's not, the, that's, not, that's not what's in there. The Bible says, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying there in the manger. And You know what I love about the Christmas story? It's the fact that we don't have to clean ourselves up before coming to Jesus. That's good news today. Think about it for a second. These boys were dirty. As I said a second ago, they stinketh. Come on. They've been carrying sheep. They've been working overtime. They've been in the heat of the day. They've sweat. Now guess what? Their, their sweat has dried and it's on their clothes. They stink a little bit. Smell a little bit like sheep. They may happen to step in some some sheep dung. i got to watch what I was saying right there. That was getting really trippy. Man, that would have been tough. That would have been awful on camera. Man. <laughs> sheep dung. Okay, all right, good. Let's make sure. Can you imagine for a second the smell? You ever, you ever worked hard? Come in from outside? Ooh, you smell like outside. you ever been there? Can you imagine for a second these shepherds, just like they are, just like they were, showing up to Jesus. And Maybe you walked in this place tonight, you're desperate. Maybe you thought, i got to clean myself up. Before. I'm so glad they had a service on Friday night because I didn't have the clothes to wear to be able to show up on a Sunday. Listen to me. I'm so glad you're here because you don't have to clean yourself up before you come to God. You don't have to clean yourself up before you come to Jesus because listen to me, you and I could never do anything enough to earn the favor, the forgiveness, the grace, and the acceptance of our God. The Bible says in Isaiah 9, this is a prophet that 700 years before Jesus showed up, on the scene, in person, born as a baby in a manger, in the middle of a nowhere town, to a no-name family, right? Like, he, but this is before that ever happened, 700 years before that, he happened to say this. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be rested upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And I just came to declare to you tonight on Christmas at Purpose 2023 that, listen to me, hope is here, that peace has arrived, that joy has made an appearance, that love has come, and His name is Jesus. Come on, if we believe that, can we give that name that's above every name? Can we give Him a big shout of praise in this place tonight? And I want you to know that you do not have to clean yourself up before you come to God. That Jesus did all the work on the cross, that He gave His life for for you and for me, even while we were sinners. My favorite verse in the entire Bible, Romans 5, 8, even while we were sinning, Christ died for us. And I want you to know that that's the hope of Christmas, that's the joy of Christmas. That that's the peace that is available to you this Christmas. And it's because of Jesus coming. Being born in a manger, as a baby, in a no-name town, to a no-name family, in the middle of nowhere, showing up to a bunch of shepherds saying, you know why he did that? Because he came for everybody. He came for all of us. And you're in this room and you've never given your heart to Jesus. I just want to let you know, tonight's that night. No better thing that you can do than on Christmas at Purpose Church. Give your life to Jesus. So all across this room, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Maybe you're in this place and you say, you know what? I've never given my life to Jesus, but I want to today. Maybe that's you. and You say that. I just want to let you know that you're in a safe place today. That you came to the right place today. I just believe the Lord wanted you here in this place. It's not by accident. It's actually on purpose. That he wanted to speak to you he wanted you to know that he came for you and he wanted you to know that he was born a baby humbly so that he would go through everything that you and I have gone through but the thing is, is that he never sinned and he lived a perfect life the Bible says that baby grew up living a perfect life and then he was falsely accused and he was put on a cross and they drove nails through his hands and his feet and the fact is, is that he died a death that you and I deserve to die that we deserve to pay for our own sin, but Jesus was willing to come and do that so that all people that would call on him would have eternal life. And So maybe you're here and you want to give your life to Jesus. He's already done all the work. It's just you understanding that you're a sinner, that you and I have been separated from God. But Jesus, while we were still sinning, died for us. And so maybe you're here and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life tonight. I just believe it's not by accident you're here, but you're here and God wants to speak to you and He has been speaking to you. And right now is your moment where you have to surrender your life to Him. So right where you are, the Bible says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, that we will be saved. So maybe you're here and you want to be saved tonight. Here's the thing. I want you to say something like this. It doesn't have to be word for word, but you can say something like this where you just admit Something like this Jesus, I believe that I'm a sinner. I have been separated from you because of that sin. And I want to give you my life tonight. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you that you got out of the grave. I believe that. I trust that. And I want you to be the Lord of my life tonight. Save me. Forgive me. For Come in my life. I repent before you now and ask you to be the Lord of life. Maybe you're in here, maybe you're watching online, maybe you're listening on the podcast you said that or you said something like it. I just want you to know that just like there was a party going on when Jesus' birth was announced, the Bible says that there is a party going on in heaven when one person comes to faith in Jesus. And so if you're here on a Friday night, Christmas at Purpose Church, and you just gave your life to Jesus, I want to know that. On the count of three, I'd love for you just to raise your hand. One, two, three. If that's you and you say, hey, I just gave my life to Jesus tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I love that. If you just gave your life to Jesus, I want to let you know that there is no bigger cheerleaders than the people that are in this room that already know Jesus. That this is not something that you have to be ashamed of. This is not something that you need to be scared to let somebody know. In fact, actually, I think it would be the opposite in this place right here there would be a party going on when one person comes to Jesus, just like there is in heaven. A celebration would be our response, and we want to know that response that you made tonight, and if you don't mind, if you said yes to a relationship with Jesus, there is a salvation card that's right in front of you in that pocket. It says salvation card on it. You can see it in big letters. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you just pray to receive Jesus tonight, would you fill that out? And in just a second, we're going to dismiss, but there is a couple ways that you can take this card to somebody and you can let them know that you made that decision. So if you're here on either side of our platform, you can fill that card out. And on either side of our platform, you can bring it to our prayer team. We'd love to celebrate with you. We'd love to give you a Bible. We'd love to give you a new believers, God, answer any questions you might have. It's not going to be scary. It's not going to be crazy. It's just going to be a person saying, man, we're so proud of you making that decision to follow Jesus. So I love that. That's a way that you could do that. You could also drop it off at our Connect Corner on the way out as well. But why don't we do this, Purpose Church? Can we celebrate what Jesus did tonight with saving people in this room? Christmas at Purpose Church. Come on. I love that. I love that. I love that. I, I want you to, if you're in this place, grab your candles that we gave you on the way. And if you don't have a candle... Man, we would love to bring you a candle. If you don't have one, you can raise your hand up. And we got, our team's going to bring you one. Uh, why do we do this on Christmas? You know why? It's because we live in a dark world, right? We live in a dark world. I don't have to tell you. You can turn on the news. And you see how the darkness is around everywhere. But what I love about the Christmas story is that if you go back in Isaiah, it talks about the darkness that there, but there is a light that was coming. And Isaiah was foreshadowing the light being Jesus that would come. So maybe you're here, and again, if you know Jesus, I want you to know that there is a light on the inside of you that cannot be quenched by the things in the darkness of this world. His name is Jesus, and I just believe that as we have experienced that salvation, as we've experienced Jesus making a difference in our life, I think what we need to understand is that we've got to let our life go out and make a difference, just like these shepherds did again, I want you to know that Jesus tells us in John, he says, I am the light of the world. What I want you to know is that just like these shepherds, when they did, when they came back and they were excited and they were letting everybody know, guess what? It began to spread, this guy named Jesus. The light of Jesus began to spread, that he would be the Savior of the world. So I'm going to ask our Usher team, they've got some lighters in here. And I want you to be very careful right now. If you put on some extra hairspray, this is a good time to hold this away from your face, okay? But this is a good reminder as we're taking this. And what I I would encourage you to do is pass that over to that next person next to you. What you'll begin to see is that as you take the light that Jesus has and what he's done on the inside of you, and you begin to share that light, that the, listen to me, and I love this so much, that the light shines brightest in the dark. And I I don't think it should discourage you that the world is getting darker and darker. I think it should just mean that you and I should burn brighter and brighter because of what Jesus has done. So we're going to sing the first snow whale in just a second. Our team's going to lead us. And I want you to understand as these candles continue to spread all over this room, that the light of Jesus, He's on the inside of you. Now our job is to go outside of these walls and make a difference for Him. And carry the light into the darkness. And not be afraid of the dark because the light has to run The darkness has to run from the light. So I just want to pray for you. We're going to sing and worship Jesus together. And I want you to be very careful again right now with this open flame in your hand. Um, But let me pray for you. and We'll continue to worship Jesus. God, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. We thank you that we can honor and glorify your name, King Jesus. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are uh, everything that we need. You're our hope and our peace and our joy. And God, we ask you as we worship you now, God, to be in this place. We love you. We honor you. We worship you. And we ask you to take our light and shine it out in the midst of darkness as we go. In Jesus' name.